BYU Football Pro Day is a go. 14 former Cougars working out for NFL scouts in pursuit of professional football dreams. Fred Warner, Tijon Chroma, Jonah Trenunen, and others have ambitious plans to move up draft boards and register on more NFL radars. Plus, BYU head football coach Kalani Sitake will join us. What this day means to him and the future of the BYU football program. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from BYU Pro Day at the Indoor Practice Facility, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live at BYU Pro Day, your day-to-day play-by-play from the Indoor Practice Facility on the campus of Brigham Young University, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, March 30th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the champion of the 60-yard shuttle at Copper Hills High School, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, I didn't do that, but uh, today is a fun day. This is the first time ever, BYU Pro Days on BYU TV. Great to be here. We've got full coverage, two hours coming up for you, uh, of the drills, of breakdowns, of interviews, of everything. But this is a big day. Fred Warner can help himself today. Jonah Trineman and others, Tijon Karama, Tuni Kanuch, Mike Hanneman, and others can help themselves. BYU has 14 players in the NFL right now. Only four of those were drafted. Free agent type guys, Corbin Kafusi next year, free agent type guys have opportunities to get noticed today. And scouts can confirm what they've been watching during the season on film, in practice and confirm some of these numbers with the different drills today. I'm excited to be here. This is yeah. fun. Entering this day, Fred Warner, really the only guy on draft boards projected to go anywhere from late second round to early in the fifth round. 31 scouts representing 26 different NFL teams are watching on. For a college football player with professional aspirations, this can largely be counted as the biggest job interview of their individual lives. It could be a great or a terrible day, right? It's a judgment day for a lot of the these guys. The definition of a pressure-packed situation. Plenty to see and discuss on a special two-hour edition of BYUSN at BYU Football Pro Day, as Jeremy mentioned, for the first time ever on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Here's what you can expect to see over the next two hours. It began earlier with the vertical and broad jumps, 40 happening as well. We'll show you some of those results in just a moment. But first, a closer look at some of the events You will see today using examples of what some BYU guys did last year. You see Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill. They they helped themselves here. The vertical jump. This will be measured from a flat-footed stance after having their standing reach measured. They'll jump as high as they can, touch as high as they can on the stick. The difference between your reach and where you touch is what your vertical is. In this event, scouts are looking for lower body explosion and power. The athletes move from the vertical jump to the broad jump, uh, broad jump shortly thereafter. Here's the protocol for that. Each participant will start with a balanced stance, then jump forward as far as possible, landing without moving. Scouts here are looking for an athlete's explosiveness and balance. Jonah Trineman is the guy to watch in this year's broad jump event. Bench press. This is the test of strength. Each participant will attempt to bench press 225 pounds, as many reps as they can. In this event, scouts are looking for not only strength, but endurance on the event. It gives them an indicator of how much time was spent in the weight room. And, of course, 225 pounds. Got to go all the way down, all the way up. Tuni Kanuch earlier did the 40. Four of his reps weren't counted because he didn't, he didn't go all the way down and extend back up. So it's really important on the bench 
uh, that you do that. Tishon Karoma, a guy to watch in the bench, of course. Tremendous strength. How many can Tuni Knuch get up? And then for some of the receivers and skill position players, important but not as important to say the 40 and the other cone drills. Yeah, and the marquee event of Pro Day is the 40-yard dash. Unless you're a lineman. This will test an athlete's <laughs> speed, explosion, and elapsed times in 10, 20, and 40-yard intervals. You're watching Taysom Hill last year. This is where he really helped himself. Scouts are watching for that explosive start from a static position here. And then three-cone drill. Position in an L shape, starting point, an athlete will sprint five yards to the first cone and back, turn around, run around the second cone, run, weave around the third cone or high point of the L, change direction, back around the second cone and finish. This test changing direction at a high speed. Daniel Sorensen really helped himself in this drill a few years ago. Put himself on an NFL Raider, and now he has an NFL contract to boot with the Kansas City Chiefs. So there is a look again at the three-cone drill and the L-shaped method that the athletes will use to get around those cones. From there, the 20-yard shuttle, first cone drill known as 5-10-5. Athletes start in a three-point stance, sprint five yards to the right, touch the line, go back 10 yards to the left, then touch another line, pivot, and turn around five more yards and finish as fast as they possibly can. This drill allows scouts to judge lateral quickness, change of direction, and explosiveness in short areas. The athletes will also be running a 60-yard shuttle. This is a busy day. And you you can array. do this at home if you want to follow along as well, right? Time like yourselves and cooking. see where you match yeah, up. It's with like an, watching a cooking show. You just do it yourself. You, know, you can do all these drills at home if you want. Uh, we will see some specific position drills as well. Uh, Fred Warner, that is where he will largely shine in BYU's Pro Day. He liked his stats in, uh, at the NFL Combine. BYU's only invite to that. He liked them, so he'll do position drills out here, but he won't run the 40, bench, three-cone, none of that. We've brought in some extra help today, joining us to give us insight into what is really going on and the emotions involved and what these guys put into this. We brought out our own big guns, literally. I mean, look, look at the biceps on those three. Look at those guys. Blaine Fowler, <laughs> Brian Logan, and <laughs> David Nixon. Hey, we, you, hey we, you guys, were just all, we were complaining about these shirts because they don't show the biceps, <laughs> we, right? We need to go with the cutoff need, shirts like the guys are wearing We need some, today. like, mid-biceps. All this work it we've was been my, putting it was my, in the It was gym. my fault. They said they wanted to keep it PG. So We don't know, get to go together. out there and perform in these drills anymore, so all we can do is look good in a shirt. Well, I did the 225 bench press. Got up 52, was it? That's what you did okay, yeah, when I was yeah. working out with you Wednesday. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. So, I, look, 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 look. When I when I had the announcement that we were going to do this, guys, I, I probably gained like ten pounds. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. He started getting ready for his pro day. All curls. He's all curls. Getting ready. And then I and then I get here with a two X shirt. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we've been reminiscing this week as yeah. as we've been approaching this. This is a big day for for these guys. And, you know, for me, we go back more than 30 years. Pro Day wasn't the big deal that it is now. The thing I was most worried about, we called it Senior Day, was the scouts were going to squish me down as they were measuring my height, and they were going to get me at under six feet. And I'm thinking, who wants a 5'11 quarterback, right? That was my big worry. I wasn't worried about the drills. We did, um, we went and ran 40s, and we did drills out on the field, but it wasn't the elaborate thing that we see today. And, And you guys both participated in this exact thing. 
you know, how big was your pro day and what did you do to prepare, Dave? It's huge. I mean, this is a true event and spectacle that they've now made it into be. And it was started to be somewhat that whenever I went through now almost 10 years ago, nine years ago. Um, and it's a huge deal. Listen, these guys go off to California, Florida, wherever it may be to, to train and get ready for this three-hour event. They've spent the last three months eating, sleeping, training for these events that they're doing today, the, the three-cone, the shuttle, uh, the, the 40, the bench press, everything. They learned the proper technique. And, and it's, it's one of those things where you spend a lot of money and it all boils down to these three hours. So it's a huge deal. I mean, th- these guys' future is on the line and what they can do, especially for the guys, unlike Fred Warner, that weren't invited to the Combine. This is, my, this is their only chance they'll be able to sit there in front of these scouts and audition. What, uh, was, your, what was your best event? What did you do best in that day? You remember? Uh, probably the bench press in my 40. I, I benched, I think, 27 and ran a We're giving some, everybody some marks. Yeah, there you go. So, so 27 on the bench yeah. is big time for a linebacker. Yeah. What about you, Brian? What did you, yeah, what's your memory? I, I would say this, um, you know, to, to go back to what David's saying, there's there's two type of players, right? There's a player like David Nixon where this is very important. A day like this can make or break you. Or you got a guy like me, you know, the Brian Logans, where I'm just going to come out here just so I can say that I did it, um, you know, having realistic expectations. Because like you said, you know, my, my biggest fear was the height as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I, I was growing my hair out just to try to get some extra inches. And uh, I came in, and I and I was five five and a half, and I was I was heartbroken, man. Uh, and that's the first thing that you do, right? So I was like, "There's no way in the world that I'm gonna get have any." I had like a ten percent chance, you know, to to get on some type of radar. I have zero. But now. but CFL radar, you had a chance I, to get on at that time, so yeah. it was important to post good it, numbers. It it, it was, and um, you know, I, just being realistic, right, and, and talking to to Bronco and, uh, and and the coaching staff. They were getting tons of calls uh, from CFL uh, coaches, so I, I kind of looked at it like coming here, junior college, right? It's it's, it's the it's a lower ranks. It's fine. Let me prove myself, just like I had to, you know, my whole life. Went to junior college and then came to to D one. Um, so I was already in that mindset of you know what, it's it's not realistic, you know. So I didn't have the pressure, the pressure know, that the, a Dave had. But, yeah, that, for, for some of these guys, is, this can be make or break. Let's think about this. We go back to last year, Taysom Hill a la Hercules, comes out last year. I'm like, who invited Hercules to the combine? And he posted ridiculous numbers. And you have to think that because his numbers were so good, teams are going, maybe he could even play other positions. We need, we're need, we going to get him on a roster. We're going to sign him. If he doesn't get drafted, we're going to sign him. You know, I, I think that Kai Nakua probably got on mm-hmm. a roster because he had a very good pro day. Is there anyone today that you're looking at going, oh, this is a big day for them and they've got a chance? Uh, once again, Fred Warner already went to the combine. He's able, he's already showed these scouts what he can do. I think a guy like Jonah Turnerman uh, and yeah. a guy like maybe Tuning Knuch. I mean, so, some guys that have been a little bit underneath the radar. These scouts are already aware of them. They've already written them up. I mean, when, they, when I say that, they've already done their scouting reports on each individual player. They know already how can they perform on the field. Now bring them in here. Put them through the underwear Olympics, we call it, because you're in spandex all day long and, and going <laughs> running around. Um, and, and put them through these drills and see how they can react with, with quick, sh- you know, short bursts. Uh, and then, you know, write them up with, with what they can do on the field and now what they can do on these, these agility drills and put it all together and hopefully you get a guy drafted. So you got to pick one star. Who's your star? Uh, I'm going with, uh, I'm going to say Tijon Karoma. Karoma. Who's yeah. your star? I'm going to say Jonah. Okay, I'm going to go with so, I like it. So we're going to – those, yeah, are, those are three to watch for. We're going to mm-hmm. – and we'll see. So let's send it back over to uh, Spencer and Jerem. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll have much more from that trifecta That's of a good-looking group of dudes over there, man. As we move throughout this two-hour special, also working hard in the mix of the drills is Jason Shepard, who has been working from the early or wee hours of the morning 
to kind of pinpoint the details of what's going into all this. Jason, what do you have for us right now? Yeah, while all of the action is happening currently here at the indoor practice facility, the morning got started about 30 minutes prior to the event over at the student athlete building. All of the participants for today's pro day entered into the team room over at the student athlete building where all of the NFL scouts were sitting in attendance. And what they did, they came in, they stripped down to just their shorts and their shirts, and they began getting measured by the scouts. They were measuring height, they were measuring weight. They also measured the size of their hands, their arm length, and their wingspan. As soon as all those measurements were done, they, the scouts would yell it out so all the other scouts could write that down and make sure that they had all of the official measurements. Once the players were done with all their measurements, they were able to get dressed and then walk over to begin the events. Once the players were gone, the main scout that's kind of running things today, who, by the way, is with the Atlanta Falcons, he kind of gave final instructions to all of the scouts that were there, basically telling them, all right, these, these are the players that will be doing all of the workouts, all of the events, and this is the, the player basically mentioning Fred Warner, who will let his uh, NFL Combine stats stand. So once the instructions were done, everybody came over. They came back to the IPF, which is where we are, and we'll get back up to the stage with Spencer and Jerem. Guys, back to you. All right, Jason, thank you very much. We'll check in with you in a little bit. Let's take a look at some of those measurements that Jason was just referencing, the height, the weight, the wingspan, and hand size. Uh, Tanner Baldery on the left, working from left to right, Kamel Green, Micah Hanneman, Heva Lee, and Johnny Linehan. Tanner Baldery uh, is a guy that was dealing with a lot of injuries. He looks fantastic, Jeremy. I, I have Yeah, he's doing he's, good stuff. And, and with wingspan and hand size, for a quarterback, hand size is like a big deal. There's a minimum amount. If you're not, you know, if you don't have a hand bigger than that, you're in trouble. For wingspan, obviously, for corners and safeties and receive something that you want. Yeah, like my, a Hanneman's one to watch. Fred sure. Warner. So here's Fred Warner's totals: six, three and all, almost three and a half, two thirty-four, seventy-five and five-eighths wingspan, and then his hand nine and seven-eighths. So good measurements for Fred Warner. He will be drafted. I he's probably BYU's only draft pick. The hope for the other guys is, can we get a free agent contract? Like I said, there are 10 free agent guys that weren't drafted in the league. So it isn't everything to be drafted. Today they can help themselves out. Tomasi Laulile, Logan Taile, Travis Tuiloma, Jonah Trineman. We've heard his name called a few times. And Malik Watson uh, is a 15th player at BYU's Pro Day representing Dixie State. Played jo- at San Jose State as well. Correct. You already played against him a little bit. Yeah. Jonah Trineman, uh, we will see a little bit later in the 40 and the broad jump and the vertical. He's a guy that has been on our radars in terms of. He's one of, of those combine stars. In terms yeah. of uh, his, his ability to put up big numbers. And so we'll yeah. see the specifics in just a bit. He's got to help himself here because he had one touchdown in two years at BYU. But here, he can, he can make an impact and uh, land with somebody, I think. He's got uh, a shot. Obviously, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio, we are also live on social media. That said, we now welcome Lauren Franco-McLean, who is joining us uh, on our mobile set here in the indoor, indoor practice facility. Lauren, Lauren? Thanks, guys. how What's do up? fans get involved with uh, the Pro Day experience today? Yeah, to join the conversation, fans can use the hashtag BYU Pro Day, and I'm going to be monitoring Twitter throughout the show. So if you have any questions or comments for the analysts, make sure you tweet in. Tell us what you're seeing, what you're hearing, and we'll try and get your tweet featured on the show. Make sure you're using that hashtag BYU Pro Day. Guys? All right, Lauren, we look forward to it. We got everything covered. Okay. Social media, Jason, yeah. And the vertical jump happened early. Let's check out some of the verticals there. Here we go. The most notable one was Jonah Trineman in this. 
as we see Tanner Baldery. Now, Tanner Baldery at 37 and a half inches. There's Kamel Green involved. Micah Hanneman, uh, I believe, at 35 inches. Tooney Knooch, Jerem. 306 pounds. He jumped 32 inches. That's, that's incredible for a big man. And this is this was the one. Jonah Trinman, 40 and a half. 40 and a half on the vert. That's that's a now, really nice Believe number. it or not, 40 and a half inches for Jonah Trinman is not his personal best. What is his personal best? 43 inches. <laughs> now, the outs, however, they're pretty particular. About and, things. And, and you can't, way, you, you can't, can't rock into it. Yeah, you can't it. go deep down and up. Yeah, they made him do it over two or three times over, and here are the results uh, from everybody in there. All right, the vertical results unofficial. unofficial. Of yeah. uh, everything will go official, obviously, later today. Tanner Baldery mentioned the thirty-seven and a half inches for a tight end, like that really jumps number. off the page. Micah Hanneman at thirty-five inches again. Tuni Kanuch thirty-two. I, I had to look at that a few times. And he's a guy that hasn't been on a lot of radars. Okay, so he's a guy that has a lot to gain. He can potentially right. really and a, and move a, himself. And up. a vertical for alignment, it's explosiveness. Not He's not going to be jumping up on the field, obviously, but the ability to kind of explode. What kind of torque is, can you create? Right. And, and, yeah, the explosion right. for sure. And Jonah Trenman, 40 and a half, the highest one there. So Baldery, Knuch. Tijon Karoma, even at uh, 298 pounds, jumping uh, his 30 inches. And there you see Jonah Tournament, 40 and a half. Impressive. Really impressive. Those are the notables from the first event at BYU's Pro Day in the vertical jump. We have much more to come from the broad jump and, of course, the 40-yard dash. Up next, find out what the single most important thing to do is while getting ready for pro day from jordan pendleton who is in the building he's trained a bunch of these guys they've been working hard to get ready for this man our two-hour special byu pro day on byu sports nation continues right after this byu sports nation is presented by the byu store the official outfitter of byu fans everywhere tomorrow morning byu sports nation will get you ready for lds general conference with some sports for the spirituality. Tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we'll chat with Teach on Chroma. Talk to him about how he did today. It's coming up tomorrow, a special edition of the show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, putting up great numbers, especially when you put him in his position group across the country. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation at Pro Day in the indoor practice facility in Provo, Utah, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You can join us on social media using the hashtag BYU Pro Day. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. And, of course, submit your questions with the hashtag BYUSN. Uh, joining us now. We go back to Jason Shepard, and he has the director of football athletic relations at BYU, Jason Ayu. That's right. Just a couple of uh, Jasons talking about BYU Pro Day. And they mentioned your title, which, among other things, means you get to coordinate all of this. So take us through. People show up, and it's, it's all here, and everything's working. They have a good time. But there is so much that goes into setting this up. Give everybody an idea of just how much goes into setting everything up. Sure. So uh, Kalani has, had assigned me to be with the pro day to make sure. And the, and the first thing I asked for is vision. What did you want? First thing he says, Jay, this is the last time our seniors get to perform uh, with the Y on their shirt. So let's give it a, something that's very memorable. And so um, I can't, we can't do it without it. So it's basically his vision, 
but there's a lot of guys that get involved. We met in January and started meeting almost every month to, to coordinate, and I got to meet with the scouts, got to meet with our players and see what they're going to do, and then try to make it a good experience for the fan base. Um, so on our committee, we have uh, Mick Hill, who's been incredible with all the, uh, with all the field and the equipment, uh, Chuck Anderson, John Quist, um, Dave Amadova and his crew. Um, I mean, there's just, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some guys, but there was a ton of guys, a ton of work to be able to put this vision together to really make it a lasting experience for our players and, and for our fans. Well, speaking of a lasting experience, whether it's the participants themselves or the NFL scouts that are here to watch, what is the lasting impression you want them to leave when they take off from BYU's Pro Day? Well, I think as, as our players, with the social media, our players see everyone else's Pro Day. And so we wanted, with Coach Sataki's vision, to make sure it's the best that we could produce. And so we got BYU TV now, um, you know, Brett Piney and his crew, but we wanted our guys to know that Coach Sataki loves them. We're grateful for all their sacrifice for four or five years of their blood, sweat, and tears. And this is a little something to kind of kick it off, and they have a great kick out of it. So, Jason, great stuff. I appreciate the time. Thank no you. No problem, my man. Spencer, Jaron, back to you. Uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, Jason Ayu, with a plethora of things to plan, did a very nice job coordinating all of that. Let's keep the interview theme rolling here on BYU Sports Nation at Pro Day and talk to a guy who I think could probably impress a few pro scouts today, Jordan I want to see Jordan out there. That's what I want to say. <laughs> What's your 40 time, Jordan? Oh, right now? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I only got one knee, so that would be a, yeah. That'd be challenging. Well, it's great to have <laughs> you here. I know uh, you spent a lot of time specifically with uh, T. John Karoma. Just yep. from what you've seen today, how would you assess the performance of T. John Karoma? Yeah, T. T's really exceeded all of our expectations today. He's kind of hit every number we had, kind of our high high point goals we had for him. He's hit every one so far. Uh, right now, um, with the broad jump, the vertical jump, and uh, and his bench, he's the top in the country um, for centers that tested at the combine so right now he's performing really well um and now it comes down to position work and hopefully he can do really good on those drills Tijon's a gamer you know he's had 50 career starts um he's undersized a little bit and a lot of scouts hate the fact that he's only six feet tall but I think if he can just get into a camp he's going to surprise a lot of people and and he's just the guy you just need to get out on the field give him a chance to play and I think a lot of teams are going to be lucky to get that guy right there. All right, we're going to take a look at some of T. John Karoma's numbers now. So 5-3-2 in the 40. The 40 for linemen, just they don't want you to be too slow. You don't have to be yep. fast, per se. But 30, uh, and he did, uh, he did cramp up during the 40. Is he okay? Yeah, he did, he's good. It was, a, it was just a muscle cramp. Um, There's too we much actually, muscle there. We, we got texts from <laughs> some scouts actually saying they had him at a 5-2. Okay. Um, so that's not official. Um, yeah, that's a cramp right there. <laughs> um. But or, a, or a weird dance move. You know, yeah. Either one. One of the two. But <laughs> we actually we, we heard from a couple scouts they had him at a 5-2 on his 40, which is really good. Uh, 40s don't matter that much for centers. It's more about their 10-yard split. Um, and so once we get those numbers, that'll be more important than the actual 40. We've seen him on the bench a ton over the years, 32 reps. How do yep. you feel about that? I felt good about it. You know, we always plan on our guys dipping down about three to four, even sometimes five reps at Pro Day. Just Why is because that? They just don't get time to warm up. You know, they go straight from their jumps. They have to hop right into their bench press. When we're at the facility, we take 30 to 35 minutes to warm up before we test their bench. Here, they get three minutes. And so it's really just, it's kind of clustered all together. They're trying to do all these events back to back to back. And because of that, you're just not going to get the output that you normally would. But 32, again, uh, one of the highest in the country. Anything over 30 
It doesn't matter at that point. Like, the difference between 37 and 32 doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, you know, we would have liked him to get a little bit higher, and I, and I think he can. Um, he's, he's shown it to us before. But 32 is a really solid number, um, especially given, you know, the amount of time they get to warm up. What's so. the single most important thing an athlete can do to be ready for a pressure-packed situation in day like today? You know, it's tough. You try to prepare them as much as possible. You know, the, I've, I've been through this a lot. Um, I've been through it myself and then also training athletes as well. And there's really no way to prepare them. Like, you can say all you want and tell them don't do this and do this. But once they get here, it's like the atmosphere is, is so crazy and the adrenaline rush that you get is – is unlike anything you've ever had before. You're basically interviewing for the most important day of your life, most important job of your life, um, for the potential to go and, and play in the NFL, which is a dream most of these kids have had since they were eight years old. You know, and so it's it's all so surreal, and there's really no way to prepare them. They just kind of gotta um, be able to adapt and and adjust on the fly, um, which is what you have to do. In the games as well, you know, there's you can game plan all you want, but once you get out there, it's just about laying it out on the field and performing. And as I mentioned before, Tijon's a guy that likes the pressure. He likes that. He likes being in the limelight, and he does better uh, the higher the stakes are. And he's shown that today. Jordan, great stuff. If we put you on the bench right now, I'm going to put the over-under at, oh, I don't know, 36 reps. I, I would beat everybody here. Let's just put it that you way. You beat Tijon <laughs> last year. I, I beat, I'll always beat Tijon. Tijon will never beat me. I can't give him all my secrets, man. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Thanks, Jordan. So, absolutely. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Jordan. All right, back over to the trifecta in those pristine no, white polos. Those guys Honestly, I, Jordan. I, I think I've seen JP do 37. And right. he, he may have done more than that, but I think I actually witnessed him do 37. Just, Are you but, kidding me but, with that? Hey, man, you know, this is, that's a guy that made my life easy. <laughs> so he, we'd be in film, and co- I remember Coach Hill would be like, hey, great call on this audible right here. Get JP out there. I'm like, nope, I ain't make that call. <laughs> athletic, he's fast enough to do that. And then I have Andrew Rich with me, right? I mean, I can get away being a 5-6 It player. is fun watching JP train these guys. I mean, the, the, a lot of these players come to him during the offseason to get ready, you know, while they're here at BYU, and then they trust him enough to go back to him uh, getting ready for pro day, the biggest day in their lives, and he's done a great job training these guys, specifically Tijon Karoma. But let's talk a little bit uh, results here. So broad jump happened just a little earlier, um, and some outstanding performances in the broad jump. Uh, I, I think the real winner in this one was, as we watch him, Jonah Trineman, who just – Went for twelve feet zero crazy. inches, <laughs> even. It's that's crazy. Here we see Lee jumping, um, and as uh, JP mentioned in the broad jump, T. John's broad jump was number one among centers in the country. If you compare it to the combine results, but but how about twelve feet? Unbelievable for Jonah Trinneman. That that would have been the best broad jump for any position group. Well, at the, the, at the, the NFL the, the combine. The crazy thing is watching the linemen go, and they go eight feet, maybe nine, and then all of a sudden Jonah comes out there and knocks out 12. <laughs> you see this right. guy jump three, four feet past where the other guys are jumping. But th- this is a true test of just straight explosion. Right. The, the scouts are out right. there looking at, is this guy an explosive player? When he comes out the line of scrimmage, can he explode the way you want him to? And you see right there from guys like Jonah, uh, Tijon, they have some explosion, no doubt. I'll tell you what, t- Baldry, let's talk about Baldry a little bit because – Injuries had limited his play over the last couple of years. 
He's one that all of a sudden is standing out. A 10-foot, 5-inch broad jump for a tight end, outstanding. His 37.5-inch vert would have been number three at the NFL Combine among tight ends. Is this a guy that maybe could catch some attention and get into a camp? This is this is a guy that I that I mentioned in the beginning of, of the show, right? The guys like like David Nixon's who, you know, can play. You have good skills. You have all the intangibles. Um, but... Um, you know, you, 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 for whatever reasons, if it's coaching, if it's injuries, uh, haven't been able to have that opportunity to show it, and, and you get that today. So some of the some of the results, Jonah Trinneman at 12 feet, that's a ridiculous number. We, we've outlined that. That looks fake to me yeah. out of all those Look, numbers. I know, it jumps out at <laughs> you. Logan Taele at 8 feet 10 inches. Remember, Logan's a guy that's kind of been off the radar uh, because he didn't play last year, and he's back trying to make a squad. Uh, Travis Tuiloma at 8 feet 8 inches. Watson, the guest here from Dixie at 8 feet 9 um, but what about Lalile at nine feet one inches? Listen, he, a guy that, that is is a big dude that's got a lot of power, and now he comes into this kind of event, and they go, "Whoa, this guy's got some explosion too." It's impressive. Anything over eight feet for a defensive or offensive lineman—that's yeah. that, impressive. So go nine feet. Uh, once again, th- these are your opportunities to go out there and show these scouts that, hey, maybe I flew underneath your radar a little bit during the season because I didn't—I was injured or I didn't give me reps as I'd hoped. But here, you, I can show my skills as far as my explosion and, and what, what, how versatile I am and, in, in and, these and, drills. And the thing about this, though, today is it's, it's not about, you know, uh, making an, an impact to where I'm going to be on a roster. You're just trying to get into camp. Right, you that's, get the, camp. that's the first thing, right? If you look at the roadmap and the steps, I just want to get an invite. If that's just to, to rookie camp, whatever the case is. And then after that, let me go ahead and do what I got to do to continue and, 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 to get. And, and that's the key. All you need is one of these scouts to be on your side. One. You just need one team one. to, you know, if you're a free agent after the draft is over, you have that choice to go pick your team. All you need is one of these guys out here to trust you. Like, like, man, that, that guy impressed me on pro day. Yep. We get, let's it's, give him a shot. It's just like that one girl you need to say yes. Yeah, that's only it. one. <laughs> we only got trick one. We all, one. Tried, we all did that when yep. we were <laughs> right. we tricked one. Tricked one. What, one of the guys that, that jumped out to me when we were walking around, just the eyeball test, was Knuch. Yep, and, yep. and he has trimmed down. He looked really fit. And then he steps up to the vert, and, and he would have been the number four offensive all, overall offensive lineman in the country at the combine with his vertical jump. So all of a sudden, the little bit lighter Knuch, who looks a little more fit, still over 300 pounds, there's a guy that maybe today can get into a camp, yeah. and then, then once you get into camp, you got to be a well, football it was, player. It was like you said, a lot of these guys have either trimmed down or gotten bigger, and it's because you have the last three months to focus on your diet. I mean, you're eating the proper food every single meal. You have t- now time to rest your body a little. You have time to go out there and train. And so it has been impressive to watch some of these guys walk in. Micah Hanneman. Mike Hammond was looking very fit as well. And yeah. so th- this is a good chance to come out here once again but the, and, and kind but of showcase your This, this is my question, is, is why can't there be a program like this throughout your entire career? Why, why does it have yeah, to wait until three? It's all about time. That's a whole, all, sh- that's a whole show. Well, listen, it's all, gonna do. Yeah, that's just, a whole show. It's, it's no, the, man, it's, it's, not about time. it's not about time. No, it's I not know. about time. It, it's hard to train 130 have athletes at one time. So that's a, we're going to do a whole show on that one. Right now, we're going to send it back over to Spencer and Jerem. Isn't that what after further review is for? <laughs> the whole that, the whole series. It's awesome. It's a great show. And coming up, Kalani Satake, the head coach of the BYU Cougars, will join us at the top of the hour. He'll tell us how today can help next year's BYU team. And more from the indoor practice facility, including a specific look at the bench press. And how many reps each of the 14 BYU players Hey, This is BYU Sports Nation. Live from BYU Football's Pro Day in Provo, Utah. I want to see Brian on the bench. Brian, just go over there right now. 28. 
Last night, BYU men's volleyball ranked second in the country, lost in five sets to Concordia Irvine. Big upset, BYU trying to bounce back, coming up tomorrow night against 13th ranked Grand Canyon, 10 Eastern time on BYU TV, an hour later than normal, 10 Eastern time, and to see Fred Warner out doing position drills in front of the scouts. He did not do the bench, the 40, the other drills. He liked what he did in Indianapolis, but he is out there now performing in front of the scouts. Yeah, looking sharp in those position drills. We welcome you back to our Pro Day coverage on BYU Sports Nation. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. We also have Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon here with us. They all went through Pro Day, the emotions that go into that. Uh, We'll get to more of those three in just a bit. But first, we're going to go to our Pro Day sideline reporter, Jason Shepard. Jason, uh, what do you have for us now? I'm standing by with uh, Corbin Kafusi, who, by the way, is standing on a box. I just want everybody to know that ahead of time. Uh, but, no, you are going to be a senior this year. So I have to imagine you're probably watching today's Pro Day with an eye towards next year for you. Yeah, you know, that's kind of the weird thing about today. I've come to a lot of these, but it's like this is – where I could be next year. I'm going to be here doing the same thing. So it's been it's been a little bit different of an experience. Do you go through some of these on your own? I mean, just in looking ahead, I mean, how much of these things do you work on even this early uh, just on your own? I think the main thing is you work on pieces of it. You know, it's not like I go out and test my 40 all the time, but you're constantly lifting, you're doing bench, you're, you're running sprints, not exactly timed. And so all of it kind of factors in until, I guess, right before when you the specific training. Corbin, appreciate the time. We'll let you get back to watching some of your former teammates. Thanks. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Guys, back to you. All right, Jason. I didn't see a box there. Yeah, Corbin, you see not on a box. It's now time to adjust our attention to where the strength of the competition is, quite literally, and that is in the bench press. How many times can the players put up 225 pounds? Jordan Pendleton told us if you get over 30 after that, Whatever. If you can get 30 reps of, that is the target number. Tijon Corona, uh, we already mentioned his 32. Many more numbers to come with uh, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon. Guys, take it away again. The bench. What's the key, guys? What's the key? Here, my, my thing was you got to pace yourself. So you've got to set a number in your mind. And you train for this, like I yeah. said, for the last three months. My number was you got to get to 20 without stopping. And you've got, you got to pound them out as fast as you can, get to 20, Catch your breath, and then try to bang out as many more from there as you can. Yeah. It's, 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 it's all about strategy. Let's take a look. We've got video of the bench that happened just a little bit ago. And uh, Tijon Karoma, as mentioned, gets 32. So just to give you a reference point, the, the top bench in the country was Harrison Phillips from Stanford, my second favorite team in the world, <laughs> with, with 42 reps. He's a defensive lineman. But, but you always look and you compare by position. And by position, the top center in the combine was Brian Allen from Michigan State at 27. And that's, oh, wow. what, that's what Jordan Pendleton was talking about. He says, hey, Tijon at 32. Over 30, you just go, okay, that guy's strong. There's, there's no problem with that. And we're looking at Travis Tuiloma. It didn't look like it phased him. And, and you were watching him, Dave. As yeah. Travis started out, he kind of lost he his grip. It. Yeah, he set the bar down on his chest, regripped it, and just went on. That's some focus. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's some strength right there too to be able to get right back up without without uh, going you know full speed. As we look at some of these unofficial results, um, Tanner Baldery uh, continues to have a really good combine. Twenty five reps on the bench. Kamel Green with twelve. Micah Hannum and nineteen reps. And look at Kanuch at, at thirty reps. We were talking about that. He had the number four um, vert among all offensive linemen 
in the country, and now he comes with a 30-rep uh, bench. Baldry, man. Yeah, and, and he's making, he's making a, a case. He, he, is, a, he case. is having a sneaky good. Yeah, it's right. not even sneaky good no, anymore. No. All of a sudden, yeah. we're going, hey, wait, this guy really, really trained. Uh, handsome Tanielu who was big defensive lineman for BYU um, that, that folks saw out there on the field with 28 on the bench. And how about Kesney Tausinga with, with 31? And, and you know, we're, we're Jordan Pendleton. We trust Jordan. He says the bar is 30. And then multiple guys with over 30. And then we go to some of the smaller guys where it's not quite as important. Jonah Trinneman, who ends up with 14. That's pretty um, solid. That is yeah, solid. That's solid. That's, 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 somebody who's with, with his explosion and speed, I mean, I would expect him to not be in the weight room and hit like eight. Yeah, for, for a receiver, mid-teens is where you want to be. Right, yeah. Right, and with, with Tui Lomo, with the re-grip, he still ends up 26. going for 26. And so some really impressive performances in the bench. And, uh, you know, how important is that bench to these scouts? Well, that's kind of what Brian hit on just a second ago. It all depends on the position. I mean, for a wide receiver, for a DB, it's not that important. I mean, yeah, you want to be able to be above 10. You want to be double-digit numbers. But for these offensive, defensive linemen, it means a lot. I mean, if you get a, a lineman that can play but is only doing 20 or 19 reps, I mean, that, that, that hurts you a little bit because you don't have the strength to go against the opposing offense or defensive linemen. So uh, linebackers, you want to be in the mid-20s. You know, anything over 20 is good. Uh, but being in the mid-20s, upper 20s is good. So uh, these guys are testing well. So far, so good. My personal record, 25. I was a quarterback. Nobody cared. Hey, uh, <laughs> like, hey, so what? I, I feel, so bad. I feel bad now because David said you have to be in double digits. I only hit nine. But I was like, I was like Travis, I, I, my grip, the bar that we had, I only had my left the hand. Excuses start to come out there. Look, 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 my left one start to come out I slipped, and then, you know, I was just, yeah. So. It's all right, Ryan. Nah, we still love you, buddy. You are faster than both of us. Yeah, it's all right. It looks like I could, hit, I could hit like 12 right now. <laughs> with, with that, we'll send it back over to Spencer and Jerem. Uh, maybe now this is the appropriate time to mention that Johnny Linehan did did participate in the bench press and put up 14, 14 reps. 14 And he said, Johnny. I was disrespected by so many people. I put up 14. I'm still kind of a rugby player, right? <laughs> 14's not well bad for a punter. And, and you noticed a few uh, people, Travis Tuiloma, Logan Tyle, Tomasi Lalule, they were on the 2016 team. So they're out here trying to make an impression. A couple guys that were hurt for last year's pro day couldn't participate fully. Lauren McLean could do 14 reps with her left arm only. Oh, yeah. Maybe pinky. She is back with us uh, in the indoor practice facility, keeping an eye on social media. Lauren, what would you find? Well, we got a tweet in from at little underscore Koi14, which you guys know well. Koi Detmer Jr. Jr. Mr. Musk, Koi. Yes, a former quarterback here before transferring last year. He said, Jonah Moneybags really is superhuman. Three exclamation points, hashtag flash. Okay, so. He's so fast, and you'll see, we'll show you his 40. We'll show you up. the 40. Okay, his 12-foot broad jump. I mean, that's 40 and a half vertical. Nuts. 40 and a half he's, in the vertical. He's going to be the guy, and he already is, that we're walking out of here, and we go, whoa, Jonah Trinneman crush it, like the MVP of BYU Pro Day. I don't know. I have a feeling that uh, there's more of the social media goodness on the way. Yes. Let's get some more tweets coming in at hashtag BYU Pro Day. A lot of people tweeting out pictures of Kai Nakua, Francis Bernard is here. So a lot of former teammates coming, showing up, giving some support to their buddies. Yeah, and Kai Nakua is a guy that uh, did really well for himself at the Pro Day last year. Absolutely. He's got that post-BYU beard going. It's looking great. Coming up, BYU football head coach Kalani Satake will join us. And we will get to the marquee event Jonah Trineman leading the way in the 40-yard dash. How fast did he run? Look at that. You said we'll get to it. We just saw it. It's just that quick. But the numbers. But the numbers. (laughs) Join us tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and
BYU Radio for a BYU Sports Nation conference special. It's an hour of BYU Sports Nation prior to LDS General Conference tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Countdown to conference wake-up special. Right now it's pro day in the indoor practice facility at BYU alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We're doing it live for two hours uh, from the IPF. You can always watch our daily rebroadcast on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, now... To the marquee event, the 40 For the speedsters. It's not for the linemen. But le- uh, but I want to see Jonah Trinneman here, and we showed you, but we'll show you the times. Yeah, with the broad jump and the vertical, we've been hearing, but it's the 40. Oh, to the average person, it is the they 40. get speed. You can't teach speed. Well, kind of. All right. Let's get to some of the 40-yard dashes, beginning with Jonah Trinneman and Tanner Baldery. Tanner Baldery continues, continues to shine and impress. There's Mike Four, seven, eight for him. Tooney Knuch, 5'10", 5'11", Heva Lee, 4'6", Tomasi Laulile, trying to do work. 4'7", 7, 7 was his quickest. Logan Taele, also in the mix. And here's, and here's Jonah, Jonah. Trinneman. Look, look at this. He's, he's looking mildly muscly, I would say. How easy that looks they, for him. They run it twice. It's four-ish seconds gained, so here are the numbers. Micah Hanneman, 4.61. You want to be low 4.5s if you're a safety, so I think he was hoping to be a little little quicker on this one. Uh, 5.32 for Crum, who only ran it once, cramped up as we saw a little earlier if you missed it. Again, Johnny Linehan uh, not doing any of these, but uh, <laughs> but he's here. He, he did uh, the bench. He had 14 reps. T. John Crum was 5.32, even with a tweaked uh, or a, a f- yeah. A hamstring or a cr- and, cramp. And, and Jonah Trinman, 4-3 and 4-3-1. That's exactly, four, three flat. that's exactly what he needed to do here in the 40 specifically. Okay. He's, he's going to get a look with the team based on those numbers alone. Michael Davis was the guy last year that put up low 4-3s, got a look with the Chargers, and he was on the 53-man roster this year. Like, he didn't even start half the year last year, but on Pro Day made an impact, and look at Jonah Trinneman's numbers. Fantastic. 14 BYU players in the NFL, only four were drafted because of events like this. All right, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon, what jumps off the page to you when you look at the 40-yard dash numbers? well, I think we all. It's a pretty obvious we, one. We, we look yeah. at Joe, and not only did he run 4.30, he, it looked easy. Yeah, way, way easy. I, I finally got my bold prediction right. You know, uh, Uncle B came to me and said, look, Jonah uh, jumped a 40 inch vert, he, and then he jumped a 12 broad. And I said, oh, he's going to run a 4 3. Easily. Easy. That, that, that's a correlation right there, all three of we, those events. We had heard that he was not going to be happy if he didn't get into the high four twos, which <laughs> is crazy. So we, we look at Jonah so far, his pro day results, 4.3 in the 40, ridiculous. Bench press 14, respectable, right? Vert 40.5, outstanding. Yeah. Broad jump 12.0, best, best in the country, better than anybody in the combine. And a three-cone uh, cone drill of 4.34 so far. I mean, he... He is having what we expected. Now, we expect that he's an unbelievable speed athlete. Is this enough to get him into, uh, into a camp? There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah, and, and, and you watch him. He's doing drills behind our shoulder right now. And uh, there's a lot of scouts hovering around him, and, and they're coaching him up. Anytime you're getting interest, when you have scouts come over to you and saying, hey, do this or that, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because they right. want to see more of you. They want to see you to do some drills that they want to see uh, in particular. So, listen, 4-3 flat. The thing about that 4-3 flat, you mentioned it, Uncle B. 
that they wanted him to he wanted to be in the high four twos. I guarantee you there's some scouts that have him in the high four twos. Oh, yeah. this is, these are A, these are unofficial. Unofficial, right? And B, what they do is they take kind of an average of all of them. So you're gonna have guys at four two seven and some guys at a four three five. Yeah. And so they'll take that average and that's where they get that four three flat. And so there's there's some scouts that go back to their teams and say, listen, I had this guy that high four two seven four two eight, and uh, I mean that's and, that's and, and Especially if, if if he's on a, a scout's radar, I mean he's not going to take that unofficial time or that official time. He's going to go back and say, look, I don't know what the official time says. I don't care. That's Mine seven, says four two seven. That seven year old dude couldn't see what was going on. I'm, I'm forty and I can see. Hey, to, to put in he per, said it. to put in perspective, in the combine, top times in the combine, um, this this. Uh, last February, 4.32 Dante Jackson from LSU, cornerback. And then uh, Perry Nicholson, uh, also a cornerback, both ran 4.32. Now, those are electronic time. This is hand time. But still, he is up there. There is no question Jonah Trinaman is explosive and then he's fast and probably gets him an opportunity, I think. 100%. Yeah, he's, this, this, he's done exactly what he needs to do. He's now doing position drills. Hopefully that shows that he can now catch the ball and do what he's supposed to do. Uh, but he's only definitely helped himself. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. He's having a great day. And Baldry, again, a good time there. So let's, let's throw it back over to Spencer and Jeremy. A 4-3 all-time in Indianapolis. Would have been tied for ninth. All-time. Top 10 all-time. From 06 to now. Of the guys invited to Indianapolis, ninth. Woo! That's blazing. 4-3-2, the fastest recorded time this year, as uh, the guys yeah, just and four, talked about. By the way, 4-2-2, the fastest 40 ever at the Combine. John Ross, Washington last, last year. Last year. 4-2-2, are you kidding me? Hey, coming up, we'll talk to NFL agent Evan Brennan. What's the process like from that end of the stick? And how do you manage all of that and keep a guy focused on what he needs to stay with? Plus, more from Jonah Trinaman. And Fred Warner at BYU Pro Day. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. We're about to make the turn for this two-hour Pro Day special, wrapping up hour number one. There's the man. Fred Warner in position drills. We'll uh, see from him and how he performed for the NFL scouts. 26 teams represented by 31 NFL scouts. We're also going to be Where are the other six teams? The head coach of BYU football, Kalani Satake. Great setup inside the indoor practice facility in Provo, Utah for BYU football pro day. Uh, the athletes now competing in position drills. We showed you a bevy of numbers. We'll get to some more of those uh, in just a bit, but not before we welcome on a guy who sees pro day from a very unique angle, Evan Brennan agent to two of the 14 BYU guys here today, uh, T. John Karoma and Jonah Trinaman. What's Those this, are two good ones today. What's this day like for you, Evan? It's, it's a wild day. You see a lot of uh, culmination of work put together. These guys have been working hard for months and months and months, and now they get an opportunity to show what they can do in front of NFL teams. So you get to see a lot of things come together. How, how do you feel T. John Karoma has Today. Excellent. In several drills, he would have been tops or number two at the combine for centers. Uh, excellent job. Bench. His broad was enormous. Beat the top center mark at the combine by three inches. Nine uh, and a half feet, I think it was. Nine, he was placed. He reacted yeah. strongly. Did. Yeah. Did great job. Great job. In terms of uh, where he could fit and uh, what he could fit, being drafted is awesome, mm-hmm. but being a free agent isn't the worst thing in the world either, and you've been able to leverage a lot of guys into that position. Yeah. yeah I've had a lot of guys make it in the NFL that have gone undrafted. It's about finding the right fit. You look at depth charts in the NFL and find out, hey, this team really likes you. They see you as a fit in their system. If you go in and really slug it out in camp, you've got an opportunity to have an NFL career. The point is just to get noticed enough to get that 
free agent contract, if you will. Is it not? Yeah, correct. Um, most of this is about the tape that they accumulated during their careers. Today is an opportunity to show that that tape um, is backed up by the measurables and backed up by the athleticism, which teams have a good idea but not a perfect idea. In the case of uh, Tijon, he started 50 games. I think we've kind of mm-hmm. seen Jonah Trineman, I think he probably wanted uh, better stats on the field, but he's put he's kind of making up for it a bit today, right? Oh yeah, I had scouts texting me from the forty line, telling me he ran in the high four twos, uh, which would be excellent. I mean, he's he's the most athletic wide receiver in the entire draft, so he's definitely acquitted himself very in well in the entire draft. Yes, and those numbers are validating that. Yes. Wow. Okay. So at forty and a half inches, uh, unbelievably, that's not the highest that he's jumped in a vertical. I mean, what type of an athlete are we talking about in Jonah Trineman? In training, he's been as high as forty five. And uh, which is outrageous, and there's a good video of that as well. So, Jonah's a freak athlete. The broad at 12 was crazy, um, and then the 40 time it speaks for itself. What else uh, are you uh, discussing with scouts as you try and lobby for your guys for the next you know month or so as we get closer to the draft and free agency? Well, that he'll actually come in and work for him. There's a lot of guys that are great athletes, um, but it's getting to understand the character. For instance, Jonah had dinner last night with the Chicago Bears, and so they wanted to interview him see how he was as a person, get a feel for his work ethic, his demeanor, and if he would fit in their locker room. What other teams are interested in your two guys? Oh, geez. I've had calls from just about everybody in the league. I was at Weaver State's Pro Day with another guy I represented a few days ago, and everybody was coming up and asking me about Jonah. Uh, Tijon, too. I had, you know, I had several teams come and ask me, um, particularly what he was going to test today. They loved the tape that they saw during the season. Uh, so testing for Tijon, I think, was also a big thing for him today. So if Jonah Trineman were to make an NFL roster, where do you see that happening? Is it as a special teams guy, and whether it be returning kicks, or just with that speed and explosiveness, where do you see him fitting in? Well, initially, um, you kind of see guys that make it at the back end of a roster as the fourth and fifth receiver. That guy's not just a receiver, like you mentioned. He's probably a kick returner, punt returner. At the NFLPA game in practices, that's what he was doing. He was returning kicks, returning punts, and um, he's got some good, good film as far as that goes. Uh, Utah game comes to mind. Uh, but he's really able to light that up. And so he'll, you'll see him in a bevy of roles early on in his career until he gets really established as a wide receiver. All right. The agents run their 40s in two hours, That's right? right. That's uh, a I'm little later. That. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Show me the money. They yell as they go. Yeah. All yeah. right, Evan. We look forward to uh, the next few months. Good luck with Appreciate all Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Evan. Hey, he's got two good guys in this. You know what I'm saying? Jonah and Tijon today. They've showed out. Tuni Knuch, nice day as well. There's uh, Tijon hanging out. Getting rehydrated. He cramped up a little bit earlier, so maybe he needs two of those. Still ran a 5-3-2 despite <laughs> cramping up and uh, having that situation. Coming up, hour number two. We're gonna, Hey, bonus ball. Free BYU Sports Nation, including more from the indoor practice facility. How has Fred Warner done in the position drills? We'll show you. And the head football coach at BYU, Kalani Satake, will join us. Why is it important for him to have his current team here supporting the guys moving out and looking to move on to the NFL. We'll ask him that. This is BYU Sports Nation Hour 2 from Pro Day next. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now live from BYU Pro Day at the Indoor Practice Facility, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hour number two is live from Pro Day, BYU football from the indoor practice facility in Provo, Utah. Entertaining first hour, eye-popping numbers. We'll get to more of that in just a bit. We also have some new numbers that you haven't seen yet from uh, the three-cone drill, the 20-yard shuttle, and whatnot. Alongside uh, Jerem Jordan, again, I am Spencer Linton. We have Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Brian Logan with us, Lauren Frank and McLean on social media, Jason Shepard on the sideline. The first time ever Pro Day has been featured 
on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's been a fun event thus far. Today's a great day because who's going to be the next Taysom Hill? A guy who is athletic, who needs a shot, who's going to make a roster, who will be undrafted. Who's the next guy? We know Fred Warner's going to be drafted. It's just who's going to take him, when will they take him? Who will be the next Michael Davis? A guy who played sparingly at the end of his career here, yet had the skills to pay the bills. He was on the 53-man roster for the San Diego Chargers this year. Um, is that Jonah Treneman? Is that Tuni Knuch? Is that Tijon Karoma? We shall see. A guy like Jonah Treneman reminds me of Michael Davis in that he, got, he has really good numbers out here. Maybe didn't have as good enough. Like, Jonah Treneman had one touchdown catch the last two years. I would have expected him to have more. He's making up for that in a way on the field here today. NFL teams will find a way to utilize what he does best, and that's get him the ball yes. on hitch routes in and let him just beat guys around the in edge. In the NFL, it's a meritocracy. There are no politics. There are no uh, you know, donors and parents. and what. If you're good, you're good, and you play. This was a beneficial day, as you mentioned last year, for several BYU athletes. Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, Colby Pearson is another name that was there that's on an NFL practice Absolutely. squad. Backers. Now that said, let's go back to Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon for more on the numbers and the shuttle drills here at Pro Day. Yeah, so there's multiple shuttle drills. I think we're going to look at the three-cone drill right now, guys. And and this one's one to me that you it showcases a lot of skills that are football-specific skills. And we're looking right now, we're actually looking at, at the straight shuttle drill, the, the, the 510 shuttle, Tanner Baldry going there. What is this drill? What are they looking for in this drill, guys? This is, this is all about how a player can bend. They yeah. want to see, listen, you're not always upright. There's a lot of different awkward positions you're in as a football player. And they're looking for a change of direction and how you can bend. Exactly, yeah. flexibility. Get, get, you know, this, this is kind of like getting in and out of your breaks, right, as a receiver or a DB. Or, I mean, you're all, like, like David said, you're not staying up and down. You're always in an athletic position. You know, when you're making a move. It's, it's all about lateral moves as well. As we see, you shuffle to their first one, you touch, and then now you go uh, vertical for the 10, and then you come back to the last five. Yeah, and, and we watched. We talked about, you know, maybe the 40 is not that important to a guy like Tijan Karoma, but a shuttle is, is more important. Um, for a guy like Chroma, we just watched him on video. He looked good for an offensive lineman. They've got to be able to pull. They've got to be able to get down the line of scrimmage. They got to be able to change direction. Defensive linemen have to be able to do that, and they got to be able to bend. And so this is an important drill um, for for all positions in football. And we have a lot of guys as, as you're looking at unofficial results that didn't participate in in the in the shuttle run. Tui Loma uh, participated and had a has solid one. Uh, to, to give you a reference, that 20-yard throw, 3.94 was the top time. Anything around four in the yeah, low fours yeah, low is really good. If you break that four-second mark, you're blazingly quick. And, and the guy that, that we saw a couple years ago, Danny Sorensen, went, didn't have a great 40 time, but he blew up in the combine on the three-cone drill, on the shuttle, and, yeah. and I think he got his – uh, opportunity in the NFL because of his quickness. So this also looks at quickness, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, when, when you go to a, a, a college program or even even NFL, right, where you have coaches like Belichick or like a Bronco Mendenhall, I don't care if you're you know tall, short, uh, 